Have you ever ended up in a country that was never really on your bucket list? Well, on today's episode of Millennium Place, we talked to someone who ended up in a country she never thought she'd go. This is Millennium Place. I'm your host, Tara Lynn, and today we are going to Vietnam. shelter in place this is not quarantine but shelter in place so yep. you know i went to the home depot today do you it's like a hardware store yeah yep okay <laughs> and I know I... <laughs> it was actually dope because we um were walking down this aisle and um lo and behold there was one package of toilet paper so like <laughs> my... you literally sprint for it yeah <laughs> I like saw it like from a distance and my sister was in front of me and I was like Brie grab that package of toilet paper and she's like oh my gosh this is the holy grail and we were walking around the Home Depot with like this package of toilet paper and these super like 17 feet long pieces of wood and like everybody's looking at us and they're like where did you guys get this and I'm like please don't attack me because there's power tools around here and I am not afraid to use them yeah honestly like the survival of the fittest for toilet paper in these times has been it's it's yeah it's been something you know you're not the only one I've been up at like 6 a.m um shopping and having to literally run to that to the aisle first to try and find toilet paper so I don't know what the fascination is right I'm just my weekly shop (laughs) uh where in the world are you I'm based in London, the UK, um, in a small town called Carshalton in Surrey. So it's just outside of like the centre of London. Uh-huh. So it's not too far. It's like half an hour. So yeah. that's where I'm based. That's where Carrie Grant's from. Sorry? Carrie Grant is from Surrey. Yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> that is like uh, the one thing I know. And then... Um, like my favorite movie in the whole entire world that I can't even remember the name of the holiday. She lives in Surrey. So. Yes. It's such a typical like English place to live when you're in London. It's like, Oh, I live in Surrey. It's like, Oh yeah, most people do. But yeah, it's very nice. There's a lot of greenery. It's very quiet. So Aww. yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, I it's love nice that. to be away from the hustle and bustle sometimes. Yeah. It's like how I envision England to be just like cute yeah. and with like cottages and cottages you know, yeah gas stoves everybody probably has a fence <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, like um, fires and yeah. a bit of a hot tub outside right. yeah that's more for the the north of England so <laughs> yeah or some parts in the south actually so depends so where maybe out in my region, so yeah <laughs> where are you taking us today today I am actually taking you guys to Vietnam um such an amazing place um it's one of my top two um out of the 34 countries I've been to uh-huh like been to 34 countries I know wow well I maybe know. maybe we should like back up maybe you should tell sure. everybody like who you are 
Yeah, sure. So, sorry, my name is Yinka. Um, I'm 33 years old. Um, I might not look it, but you know. <laughs> and I'm an avid traveller who literally um, just enjoys jumping on a plane at any given time. Um, my friends and family know me for not being in London very much. Um, and I've started travelling with my first like my first kind of travel buddy was my dad's like he's taken me on so many trips and really immersed me into like a hybrid of culture and opened my eyes to there's more outside of the UK mm-hmm. um and then from then I've kind of just gone with the wind and just decided yeah let's travel the world really at any given time um so I started a Instagram called Fuel in the Impulse um, to fuel my impulse to travel and inspire others to travel as well. And I'm currently working on producing a board, Can I Go There? Um, kind of for young people of, or travellers like that look like you and I in order to share and review um, content of places that you would probably think, can I actually go there mm-hmm. as a a black individual or a black traveller. So that's currently working on. And um, yeah, that's me, really. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, 34 countries currently underneath my belt. Um, it's been an adventure. Um, yeah, it's just been, it's been awesome. And I could just want to continue literally traveling the world and experiencing and meeting new people. Oh, I love that. I can't believe you've been to 34 countries. That's, that's amazing. Thank you. I can't believe it. Sometimes I can't believe it either. It's literally half of it is my dad. Um, Like my dad used to be away for business. He's always been like a traveler. So I used Mm -hmm. to from like around about five, I used to just literally summer holidays. He'd be like, okay, we're going here. We're going to Singapore. He was currently at one time working in Panama. I was like, wow, Panama is never a destination I would ever think about traveling to. Uh And that place was awesome as well. so yeah, and then it kind of just spurred me on in terms of, well, you know, I'm now old enough to fund this lifestyle myself. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like my escapism, escapism really, um, from the nine to five daily work and stresses. So it's kind of just like, yeah, I'm going away this weekend. And it's quite nice because I've got friends that live all or, all parts around the world. So it's really nice to go and visit them if I've got the chance to be so yeah 34 countries has come up really quickly I did have the challenge to do 30 by 30 which I did ish 31 by 31 I did (laughs) so and then now it's just like yeah every year try to do a new country one or two right so yeah oh that's amazing I have a goal to visit 30 countries before I turn 30 but I don't see that happening in the foreseeable future which is super I know, sad. only because of now yeah. it's really horrible like covid has really just stopped everything right. like you can't even move yeah obviously outside of the four walls really. yeah. i'm like well i guess so. i'm gonna go see my kitchen again for like the 40th yeah. time today <laughs> You just pretend, put your head near the washing machine, put some YouTube like <laughs> videos of like traveling and pretend you're there or some sunglasses. Like, right. Honestly, you have to do some kind of virtual travel now. Right. It's just terrible. But hopefully you'll be able to make it as soon as like travel's up and running. Yeah. Just get it done. Yeah, I I 
I 100% believe that that is actually going to happen. Like, I, I know that, like, right now it's such a bummer that I can't be traveling. But, like, on the other hand, too, I know that what we're doing is, like, to help. And it's to make it so that way we can travel again sooner but with 100%. other people. <laughs> no, 100%. And the wanderlust, especially when you've been traveling, like myself, I try to at least, I've just been recently just traveling quite back to back. Mm-hmm. And I get itchy feet when I haven't been out of the country. Yeah. Or, so it's kind of just like, I'm quite surprised I haven't had cabin fever as bad as I thought. But I'm just trying to, <laughs> on my page, like, just come up with innovative ways to kind of still fuel that impulse to travel but just from home so yeah. just doing a lot of like virtual tours or just asking friends like okay what's on your bucket list or where have you been that I haven't been right and let's kind of collaborate in that sense and I will just do some research and kind of just fuel the impulse in that sense yeah. so yeah <laughs> I my friends are like this is the longest you've been home. Are you okay? And yeah, I'm like, same. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, it's like it is. Like my lot of friends, my friends, like, are you okay? Like you know, this is probably the. I said, yeah, this is actually probably the longest time I've been grounded. Like I'm in. I've been in kind of well quarantine for like four weeks now. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like yeah usually you'd be looking forward to something and now yeah. it's just kind of like looking forward to freedom and no one really knows when that's coming <laughs> so it's yeah. a small goal small goal <laughs> okay so let's talk tell me tell me about Vietnam I want to hear everything about this so one of my really close friends, she's Vietnamese, and she grew up going to Vietnam every single year. Lovely. And, like, she shows me pictures, and she talks about the food, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. And she speaks Vietnamese, too, but she's, Excellent. like, always, like, too shy to t- teach me. And I'm like, no, teach me how to, like, say something. I know, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> While she's there, you utilize it. 100%. At least she then would have a partner to actually yeah. keep up the language and speak, speak with someone that speaks it as a native language um so Vietnam was never on my radar it never came across to ever visit Vietnam Mm -hmm. until one of my really good friends was said that she's packing up um London packing it in and moving and I was like Vietnam but you've never been kind of thing Mm -hmm. I think that's obviously very ignorant of me but Mm -hmm. I was just like why she was like I just need a new change I'm off and I was like fine and then a year later, myself and one of my other friends found ourselves in the hustle and bustle of Hanoi. And Vietnam is just, it's one of those ones that I wish that I had gone sooner. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, you step into this kind of like post-colonial French like environment. It just oozes of such historical um, like content. Like, you literally feel that you've gone into the Viet, because it's obviously surrounded by, like, the Viet Con is where everything happened, like, so many years ago. And it still feels like you're stepping back into time, but in a modern-day society, it's just it's just amazing kind of thing. Mm. And um, it's very, like, busy, loud, like, everyone 
like transports around on their scooter so you'll step out of your hotel from like your quiet hotel and all you'll hear is just the noise of people bibbing each other and these scooters just going up and down it's just like the form of transport that everyone uses and just going into the centre is just always lively at night mm-hmm. um you know street food amazing it's one thing I could definitely say is that the food out there wherever you go is amazing and absolutely cheap like even we went to a really nice like rooftop hotel bar for dinner and the food was there we got like a three course meal plus cocktails for around about 20 pounds and it was just like amazing yeah so it's around about 25 dollars for you guys yeah Yeah. honestly and even like the five dollar street food there was like one amazing place that if i if i was in london I would walk past mm-hmm. just for like hygiene reasons. I'd be like, um, it's very open. I don't want to eat there, like kind of thing. But it was just so authentic. And they had like a street cart and it had like different meats, different fishes, like full of colour and the greens and the pinks and the purples of all the different vegetables they had. And literally what you would do is grab like a basket and put all your food in the basket, mm-hmm. take it indoors. They would cook whatever meat and fish you wanted halfway. And it was like a Vietnamese barbecue. Whoa. So you would sit on these little, yeah, so you'd sit on these little stools and this little like um on this little table and me and my two friends were literally just cooking. It was amazing. It was so amazing. And just picking up like street fruit in a bag with like chili like pineapple and chili and salt who knew that would ever go together and it'd be on the stick yeah amazing they had amazing like night markets like there's an area called beer corner it gets very busy but it's like the young vibrant side of um hanoi that a lot of people go to to Mm. eat and drink and stuff so it's in like i think it's in the old quarter if i remember um so yeah it's just such a vibrant place I felt very safe. They do great coffee. Like, um, we went to a place called um, Con Cafe. Yeah. Like, one of the best coconut coffees. I'm not really a coffee drinker, but literally, we try to go there, like, every day. (laughs) (laughs) The coffee was so great. And it's, like, set in, like, Viet Cong. Like, literally, everything. Memorabilia is just all Viet Cong. It's just like a mate. It's like you literally step into a time zone, like, time warp. Mm. It's amazing. Um, and then you've got the lake as well. There's just so much to do in the centre of um, Vietnam. Um, I'm trying to think what else. There was an amazing place also called, oh, I think it was called um, Beer Corner. Mm-hmm. And it's literally just full of bars and really good restaurants and places to eat. Mm-hmm. Very bustly, very bubbling. Um, around the corner from there is like a night market where you can pick up like anything from like fake designer stuff to like lots of Vietnamese memorabilia for like nothing honestly um so obviously the great thing about Vietnam most of our electronics and stuff are made over there so (laughs) kind of like you can literally just pick up anything um there's a street called Train Street and it's literally again I feel like I'm telling your viewers that I'm more of an alcoholic because I keep talking about bars (laughs) (laughs) there was like this really cool um there's like a couple of bars on like a train track and literally their doors are open and you can literally see trains 
walking like going past wow. so we played a game that they have this like alcoholic drink called rice wine uh-huh. so every time a train would go past you'd have to shot some rice wine <laughs> as the train was going past yeah it was just amazing it was, was just so like so fun. awesome so that was like the city part um i'm trying to think also what did i get up to um oh amazing cafe called um to Alice, I think it was. It was in the theme of Alice in Wonderland, and literally, yeah, you had like, um, like revolving like books, like a book um, shelf kind of thing, uh-huh. where the kitchen was, and yeah, it was just literally Alice in Wonderland themed. They brought you over like your desserts and coffee and food that was like playing cards and just literally like drink me. Yeah, yeah. It, that was really good. That was really good for the centre of Hanoi. So, yeah, that was great. And then we, so I stayed in Hanoi for for initially three nights in a hotel. Mm -hmm. Um, The only bad thing about that was that when we got there, we found that our hotel had flooded. So they sent us to their sister hotel. Yeah. So they sent us to a sister hotel and we were like, oh, the sister hotel wasn't great. They were like, no, we'll be sorted by tomorrow. Um, but the good thing out of that, they actually upgraded us to a really nice suite and Ooh. we didn't actually pay a lot of money. So for the three nights to stay there, I think it was £100. Yeah, it was really like Whoa. awesome. Really awesome. And the service was great. Food, like the breakfast was great. You could do your washing um, for next to nothing. Wow. It's just so cheap out there, yeah. honestly. Um, trying to think. That only bad thing about also um, going to Vietnam at the time I went which is March it's like their change of season Mm -hmm. so they call it moldy March because it's quite damp so (laughs) we had to keep doing our washing because it just smelt very damp like it's just very humid it was just it just felt like our clothes were just damp and it's just yes that's so I would even though it was very nice and warm March probably wouldn't be the time I'd go back again right um just for that sense um for that really but mm-hmm. yeah other than that Hanoi amazing great city um then we went for two nights to a really quaint town in the countryside called Ninh Bin and where we were staying was in this amazing like eco-friendly kind of bed and breakfast hotel oh, wow. but it was in a cave <gasps> it was like in the back of a cave yeah I think it's called Hang Mao if I remember mm-hmm. um so you literally had your little like accommodation and the caves were all at the back and you could literally with the rice fields in front and you could literally just go up and then explore. It was amazing. Like it was honestly like something out of a movie, honestly. Wow. And then, um, so yeah, it was really nice to explore there. Then we got some bikes and went down to um, Tam Kok, which is like a really long like river that had loads of caves and temples. And it was like, a late, like an old Vietnamese lady took us out on the boat mm. with like the um, paddles and stuff yeah. and for like five hours and it was like a tenor and wow. the scenes were absolutely beautiful and it's where King Kong was filmed, the recent, the most recent version of King Kong at the time, oh, nice. which was like three years ago, was filmed. It was just amazing, like it's just so, like it's just unbelievable when you see it, like how these people live so like traditional and so simple and they're surrounded by such beauty mm-hmm. and you start to really appreciate these kind of places around the world that it might be expensive when to fly out there but as soon as you get there you won't really spend that much money and you can just do so much 
in quite such little time actually yeah um for that so that sense so yeah that's kind of like my review for Vietnam go and visit um (laughs) (laughs) also because like I want to go back and the south is really great for beaches like who knew that Vietnam had beaches amazing beaches like amazing beaches my friend I had a friend that just literally um, went for her 30th and she was like oh I'm so glad you recommended it to me because the beaches um in uh I think it's called Anna Trang I think it's I think Mm-hmm. don't quote me on that but it's definitely <laughs> in the south just literally amazing she was just like I felt like I was in the Caribbean and everyone was really nice wow. and she did a cooking class do a cooking class wow. if you're in Vietnam because wow. yeah yeah there's just so much to do and there's so there's it's just literally for every there's like it's something for everyone if you just want to just eat out and drink and chill then there's that if you mm-hmm. want to go and look at historical start sites and sightsee there's something for that if you want to go to the beach there's someone that's this if you're a beach traveler then there's something for you if you're into nature there's lots of places you can go and kind of explore that so it's definitely a very diverse country to go and visit so how so how did you get to vietnam you flew from from london so i flew from london heathrow had to stop over in doha Mm-hmm. which was interesting because we had literally 45 minutes from our, f- our flight landing to try and get through like customs and oh. literally run yeah and our flight was slightly delayed as well so they were like oh don't worry we're holding it I was like well you better be because <laughs> we want to get this connected flight kind of thing Whoa. So, oh my gosh that yeah. is like so stressful to me I hate like that- I can't do that whole like if it's under two hours, I can't do it. Like yeah. I'm like, that's too much yeah. stress. I can't so handle this. 100%. 100%. <laughs> and we were just like, no, it's fine. You know, how how big is Doha Airport? Very big. <laughs> Honestly, it's actually massive. It reminds me really of like Singapore. Like it's just like Singapore or like the Dubai airports. They're just uh-huh. massive. And they've got like a train that goes around. And literally there was us having with the little like carts just chucked all the hand luggage in and started just literally run into the gate. It was, it was like brilliant scenes, but we made it. So that's a, that's the good thing. Oh my gosh. The way you're describing Vietnam to me, it's like, so I haven't visited any countries in Asia. I okay. was going to go to Turkey, which nice. Turkey's considered an Asian country, but it's like, to me, it's not like this, the culture I guess that I like would have yeah I would no that. I would have more yeah like, it's not but mm. it, it is but it mm. isn't no offense to yeah, anybody that is 100%. offended no, 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 it's <laughs> <laughs> but like when I think of Turkey Turkey from my friends that have visited Turkey they they say it reminds them a lot of Morocco which I'm like okay yes. Morocco is not how I am yeah like, I was about my... to say it's more like and they've got like kind of like that African country yeah. feel of Morocco yeah. yeah that's what I would have put Turkey under and so like I want so a friend and I we were this year we were gonna go to Singapore and like the way you're describing Vietnam is how I like envision Singapore being and it's only Love because of the Singapore. movies <laughs> honestly you'll have a great I'm hoping that you can reschedule your flight and actually go to Singapore amazing place another amazing place as well yeah. um 
just very hot, clean, mm-hmm. great food, lots to do. You've got Sentosa Island. You can get the cable cars up. There's just lots to do. You'll mm-hmm. have a great time in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Asia's great. Yeah. I've done a lot of Asia. I'm trying to actually move away from doing Asia, if I'm honest, because <laughs> I've spent most of my time in Asia. I've done Singapore, Vietnam, mm-hmm. Bali, the Philippines, uh, China, Japan. Uh, yeah, so I'm trying to move towards well, maybe more like South America now. Oh, yeah. Because I haven't really done much of South America. So, yeah, that's my kind of next conquest. But, yes, please, mm-hmm. please go to Singapore. Even if you could get an internal flight to maybe even go to Vietnam, yeah. which would probably be cheaper because it's actually not, I think it's only like two hours away, oh, two, three hours good. away. So, yeah, have a look into, like, have a look. My advice is definitely for travellers is that if you're flying to places, like long-distance places like Asia, Try and do, if you can, if you've got the, like, time and the annual leave to do it, Mm -hmm. to try and do two countries for the price of one. Yeah. So we went to Vietnam for a week, and then we flew over to um, Thailand for another week. Oh, cool. Did you... Yeah. What did you think about Thailand? Mixed feelings about Thailand, in Mm -hmm. my opinion. Um, We we stayed in Phuket, which I believe, like, it it was a very big contrast from... Vietnam, where I've come, Vietnam's very traditional, like, you know, untouched by tourism, even though there was a lot of tourists. But then when I went to Phuket, it just kind of reminded me of being, I don't know, some like somewhere in Europe a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but if you went out to the islands, yeah. you've got like a really better experience. But yeah, I, if I was to go back to Thailand, I would probably not stay in Phuket again and just go straight to the islands the islands were beautiful and it was just like the scenery again the food like everything's just great went scuba diving great there's just so much to do again so I would (laughs) definitely choose Bali over Thailand Uh Bali was amazing we went we did Bali then the Philippines Bali was really great again you've got like the mountains and like the um like the jungle areas where they've got all the temples and mm-hmm. the rice fields and like it's very like exploration and then you come down into like the city and it's very you know you've got your towns you've got your bars and restaurants and a bit more of like the cosmopolitan side yeah. of Bali and then you can also then go also they've got islands as well you can also go to so there's that part for all the nice oh. beaches especially so mm-hmm. yeah and from Australia people a lot of Australians go to Bali for like a weekend and long yeah. weekend and things because it's quite cheap to go oh. so yeah Huh. you've got quite some good options there yeah <laughs> <laughs> and you've got time to change your yes. plans if you need to as yes. well how do you feel about going to australia because it's never been on my list but i don't know i'm still toying with the idea of going <laughs> so the reason i was going to go to australia so i've never wanted to go to australia like i yeah i don't know i have like mixed reservations about yeah (laughs) english speaking countries just because like i don't know like i think like i don't know if this is going to sound extremely american me saying this but Mm. like i don't know i think like i think that now we're at this day and age where you know like i feel like english speaking countries are so connected with each other that our our cultures are or can be really parallel and yep. like to me Australia's just always been like beaches and surfing and like mm-hmm. 
kangaroos and yeah. like <laughs> I'm like I don't That's and and I whenever I envision Australia I just think of hot and being hot and I don't like being hot I don't want to be like in the heat okay. I don't want to sweat I don't really like want to um like hang out with animals I like, like I don't I like I like I like glamour like I'm like I'm traveling because like I'm actually poor at home so like I'm traveling so I can like live like my fake glamorous life in another yeah. country and so like that's what I always think of Australia like ugh, I don't want to do that but my no, friends I get it. Like I've had mixed, like I've had mixed reviews in terms of a lot of people love Australia, uh-huh. which is why they've like moved there. Like I've had family members that absolutely love it, and you know, it. There are parts of Australia that are a bit cooler, mm-hmm. so you don't get that heat that you're talking about yeah. all the time. But there's lots to do. Like it, it seems like a very cultured country. Yeah. Um. But yeah, their wildlife. Some of the things I've, I've seen in terms of their animals and yeah like no they seem to have these really extraterrestrial animals right spiders i really i really i don't know i can't i would i really can't even though it's probably in the more of the outback yeah it it frightens me and the kangaroos like fighting and they look really like they're going to push you over yeah i just can't i can't i can't like snakes in your house no i can't i'm really sorry australians if i'm not offending you i'm not sorry sorry to australia but you know i was gonna put all my reservations that i had about australia aside because um some of my friends they're like the like my like dream couple like this is like who i want to be when i grow up they literally like travel everywhere and they like i was visiting them in hawaii and they were like talon we're moving to australia in a few like next month like yeah like in a month and i'm like what are you talking about? And they're like, yeah, we're moving to Australia. When are you coming back? We don't know. Just, we're going to live there for a year. It's time for us to settle down. And I'm like, that's amazing. That is so cool. And I was like, well, yeah. I guess I'm going to come visit visit you guys in Australia. And we're going to go. And um, and we found like a really cheap flight, like a round trip flight, like a, it was probably like 500 bucks round trip from Honolulu to Sydney. And we were going to go. And um, then this whole thing happened and oh <laughs> and still, so you're just gonna move it to them go at a later date i don't know yet so i'm okay. a freelance photographer that's what my job is my career is and so because of this whole corona thing like i like lost my job so like i don't have any money now <laughs> no i agree you kind of have to rebuild again yeah Fine. yeah so i think like as much as i want to like think about traveling like I know like the next couple of months are really going to be like about like reestablishing myself and on the plus side the way that I'm thinking about it is like I don't have to reestablish myself as like a photographer I have the connections still like the clients that I have are still like oh we love you we don't hate you we like want to hire you it's just more like oh okay like it's okay I can't work blah 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 blah. so yeah you know I'm just filling my days with creating this show and just reminding myself and everybody else why they travel and why it's amazing to connect with other people across the world a hundred percent and if obviously now with technology it's so great that you know we can now 
talk about these things over things like Zoom. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like you still can feel that connection yeah. and still get create content and get it out there. So, right. yes, but I think you should do your Australia trip still and then you can kind of give the review on your platform so that you can change like people like me. <laughs> well I like think that that's really cool too and like that's that's really important because like you know I think that so my my friend who she's English she's always like why are Americans so obsessed with going to Paris like we have this conversation all the time and I'm like because like it's literally just like we've been fed Parisian propaganda our whole entire life. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm like, there are countless stories of Americans going to Paris, and then it's like their whole entire world changes, and like that is the greatest, like the apex of their whole entire life. So like, we we do it, and I think that like it's really cool, and like that's why I really wanted to have you talk about Vietnam because like I don't hear anybody talk about Vietnam unless they're like Vietnamese. And like, 100%. I, I think one of my really big mantras in life, especially about countries is that you, sh you can't, you have to give a country and a culture and a people the benefit of the doubt. You have to 100%. be open enough to allow them to prove to you that they are just as amazing and they can stand with the giant <laughs> travel destinations like London no, and Paris. No, I totally agree. Yeah, yeah so no, I agree. And, mm -hmm. you know, as I said before, Vietnam was never on my radar. If mm -hmm. my friend hadn't moved, I probably, I don't know, I don't know, maybe I might of now, but mm -hmm. at the time, it was never on my radar. And to be honest, that trip changed the way that I now travel. And it's kind of in terms of the mindset. Yeah. So even though I'm saying that Australia would never be, is <laughs> never, has never been on my radar, I, I just, as you said, you have to be open-minded and give countries a chance that maybe, yes, you've seen propaganda or people have had bad experiences there, but it's not until you actually visit the country yourself, mm -hmm. you can kind of make a objective decision as to whether it's a yes or a no for you yeah so yeah no I definitely agree in terms of that mantra it's a really good mantra and yeah. you know for new travelers that want to feel that they can't go to these places due to you know they're not comfortable I literally just say go mm -hmm. honestly just research go and enjoy observing the world mm -hmm. from you know a perspective that you are not used to is out of your night out of your normal daily life yeah like I was nervous I was just like oh my gosh <laughs> I'm going to Vietnam I can't speak Vietnamese yes my friend's there yes she's only just moved there yes she knows a bit of Vietnamese but what am I doing in Vietnam yeah but it's like why can't I go to Vietnam and enjoy like the rest of people like let me go and actually explore and get immersed into a different culture that's outside of what of what I know yeah. and that's the greatest thing about traveling yeah solo or with friends it's just picking great places or not, not everywhere's great at some point yes people have bad experiences but also people have good experiences mm -hmm. but I, I would literally just say to anyone if wherever you want to go time waits for no man as well as as we can tell in terms of this whole covid business yeah that you know, our lives have been put on hold, you know, they're potentially, God forbid, 
is a <laughs> chance we won't be traveling until next year so it's kind of just like when you've got that chance to travel whether it's solo or with friends just save your money and go right and literally research flights hotels airbnbs like different places to stay speak to people like mm. your platform's amazing for these kind of things like you know instagram even ask people go to travel meetups um and just find out exactly like yes oh okay i want to go to vietnam like for me i decided that i wanted to do china and japan back to back last year mm -hmm. before covid kicked off thank gosh mm -hmm. and my friend was going to japan but i've always said that if i was going to japan i would do china she didn't want to do china so i thought ah okay i'm just going to book a flight and go to beijing and i'll meet you in tokyo yeah and then on my, i'll never forget on my way to the airport i was on the phone to my dad and i was just like it sunk in that i'm going like 15 like miles and miles away on a 10-hour flight <laughs> to a place where i can't speak mandarin you know i don't know what to expect at all because i've haven't spoken like none of my friends have been to china but the things that i've actually heard about here is that, that it's really like lovely and there's lots to do mm. and i was just like to my dad like what have i done <laughs> <laughs> what have i done like, on the plane i was literally like what have i done and that, i normally research and i didn't do as much research because i was just so busy with work and i just needed a break and it was like one of the again one of those really like life-changing holidays in terms of that wow I actually as a solo tra solo traveler now can have the confidence to go anywhere mm -hmm. so you know the world's your oyster guys and yeah. just literally just take it <laughs> no obviously just take it by the yeah by the horns and just go yeah. and yeah if you can't go with friends if your friends are being long just go on your own and I honestly will tell you you'll meet so many new people and you know you can meet communities out there that are of english speaking if you can't obviously speak the, lang the native language you'll be fine mm -hmm. you can <laughs> as your best friend as well you know yeah. we've got so much resources now that it's fine right. you'll be great <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> don't do great honey you're doing yeah great. <laughs> don't be afraid that's, that's one thing just fear will kill off everything like just don't be afraid and whatever negative like reviews people give of their own experiences don't always base yours off there mm -hmm. so just obviously just try and go with an open mind to wherever you decide to put your money to and trap wherever you take your passport to so mm -hmm. yeah yes okay so given the opportunity to live in any country like imagine like everything just aligned perfectly like you got the job you found the place to live you yeah. could communicate where would you choose to live I thought about this a lot, to be honest, because a lot of my friends are like, I don't know why you're still in London. Like, I don't, like, why haven't you moved yet? And I was like, do you know what? I really want to, at some point, move abroad, even if it's for like a year mm -hmm. or so, but I'm not too sure where. Um, I think my top picks would be Switzerland. Absolutely. Felt, I've got a, a friend that lives out there with her husband, and I, the first time I went, I just fell in love with the place. Oh. It's just beautiful such a beautiful european country uh -huh. um where like the alps you can see the mountains from your doorstep it's it's an absolute joke yeah, yeah. It, you don't even have to travel far you know their local park just has a view of a part of the alps and that's not even they're like 10 minutes 10 15 minutes away from the center of zurich like it, wow. it is some it it's absolutely amazing so switzerland 
at what I think I haven't been, but Shanghai, based mm. on my experience in Beijing um, and Singapore. Um, I have a game for us to play. Oh, okay. Okay, so it is going to be called, it's like a this or that game. So you have like two seconds basically to answer and just oh, say wow. which one you would. would okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Three, two, one. Aisle or window? Window. Tropical or snow? Tropical. Carry on or check in? Check in. Airbnb or hotel? Whoa. <laughs> I'm going to go with Airbnb. Okay. I've had some really good Airbnb experiences actually. <laughs> okay. Public transit or Uber? Public transit. Okay, and then road trip or new country? Ooh. Road trip in a new country? Can I get that one? Yes! Yes! yes one! Well, this is so much fun. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. And yeah, good luck with everything in terms of the platform. And I look forward to hearing the travel stories of everyone else. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much to everyone who's been listening to these episodes. And also a huge thank you to Yinka for coming on the show today. You can check out more of Yinka's travels at her tags of feeling the impulse and at her latest project, Can I Go There Too? It's an exciting new platform which will enable like-minded black travelers to share and review their worldwide travel experiences. I'm Tara Lynn, and I'll see you on the next episode of Millennial.